So welcome everybody. I'm your host, Rob Scott uh, from UC Today and welcome to another one of our speaker sessions. So today we're going to delve into the world of collaboration compliance and how you can use AI to address the regulations. So I'm really excited to be joined by an expert speaker, Devin Redmond, CEO and co-founder of Theta Lake. So welcome, Devin. Hi there. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. No problem. It's my pleasure. So how about we start with a, a quick introduction, Devin? Absolutely. So uh, as Rob mentioned, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Theta Lake. We do compliance AI in a digital first world. I've been in the security and compliance space now uh, going past 20 years. Uh, I guess that's a, I don't know if that's a pro or a con, but uh, I've seen it all. Uh, what I've come to most recently is that the reality is uh, as we change our communication modes, there are more and more opportunity for risks. A lot of those risks can manifest around compliance and regulations and really the safeguarding of how you communicate different types of data. So that's what we seek to do at Theta Lake is modernize the compliance infrastructure to deal with modern collaboration platforms that may include voice, video, chat, sharing of documents and being able to do things like detect risks across all of those, including visual content, including what is shared and shown on a screen. Great, and it's a, it's a really interesting topic, this for me as well, because collaboration is, well, certainly collaboration software is, is, is really trending right now. And I suppose compliance is one of those things that just doesn't get covered too often in the news. So in terms of, um, how you associate co compliance with collaboration. Could you just um, tell us a few of the regula regulatory concerns uh, surrounding that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if, if you trace back uh, the, the origins of things like electronic communication requirements, uh, in particular around financial services, uh, a lot of it is around consumer protection and doing proper record keeping, right? Making sure that um, firms keep track of the communications that they have with clients and prospective clients or other business related communications between banks and making sure that those are well kept and then available in case there's litigation or in case you need to prove that you're not doing something untowards against consumers. What happened over the years as people migrated to more and more digital communications uh, is a myriad of concerns come up around sharing of information, whether it's sensitive, confidential information. Uh, think things like um, uh, project plans or product plans or things that are confidential to the firm, such as the run-up to an IPO, all the way to PII, personally identifiable information, PHI, personal health information. All of those increasingly get communicated in a digital world. Originally, a lot of the technologies that were created and a lot of the regulations that were formed over you know, the late 90s, early 2000s were really around the primary digital communication at the time, which was email. What's changed since then in a world where it's a very democratized, easily available collaboration environment where I could as easily add the Zoom app to my phone or jump on a WebEx or use Ring Central or start up Microsoft Teams and have that available on that mobile device, have that available in any kiosk, in any tablet, in any device anywhere, is that it's become much easier to share information. And at the same time, as you're sharing that information, there's more information that you, you have access to, right? So in a world where it was email, you'd be limited by how much you could jam into the attachment of the email, maybe you embed an image or two. 
now if I'm connected on a Cisco WebEx, I have everything available at my fingertips to share from files on my machine to whiteboards in the background to collaboration apps inside to the ability to show documents on the screen, uh, all the way to if I'm on my corporate network, I can share everything that's available on the corporate network, all at my fingertips, all at the press of a button. It's all super easy for everybody who's participating in that. And so uh, you'll see compliance requirements starting to adapt to the fact that there's so many more ways and so much more availability of information sharing and collaboration that those same standards that applied to record keeping, consumer protection from financial services, all the way to data protection requirements, whether it's around individual privacy or whether it's around cybersecurity, are starting to shift and the lens is starting to focus more and more on collaboration tools because they're becoming the norm, right? People would prefer to jump on a Zoom and have it face-to-face -face than they would exchanging five or six emails where they have to figure out context and those types of things. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. It sounds like a, a, a minefield of, of, of complexity and associated with, because there's so many different ways to communicate and collaborate, isn't there, nowadays with these new platforms. So yes. your approach is quite unique, isn't it? You take a, well, you use AI to help deal with the compliance issues. Could you expand on, on that and, and, and what you do at uh, Theta Lake? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the reason we formed Theta Lake is having delivered a lot of the solutions that were based on the past modes of communications, um, you know, things designed for email and even things designed for some of the early days of social media communication compliance, we realized that uh, two things were going to be true. One, uh, the way you communicate using collaboration tools is going to be much richer and you're going to have more options at your fingertips, including things that are shown and shared all the way to documents that could be shown and transferred inside of those communications. Uh, and the other thing was old communications don't go away, right? We still get on phone calls. We still send lots of emails every day. But at the same time, uh, on any given day, I can get you know, messages using Teams, I could be using Ring Central's Clip, I could be using Zoom, and it's not—it's not that one is replacing the other completely. It's that there are more and more communications in the mix, and we're communicating more often. And so, with that reality in mind, and the juxtaposed reality or the the intersecting reality that regulatory requirements are getting more and more stringent, right? Both around consumer protection requirements that are typically archiving and the need to supervise uh, business related communications and then data privacy where you really need to know what you have in there, such as GDPR, right? I need to know if I've got uh, your birth date, your email, your 90 uh, when we're actually talking on a call. And then I need to be able to do things like redact or take action or properly protect your information. And so with those things all happening, the requirements for compliance professionals has gotten infinitely more complex whereby they have to collect more and more communications and they have to be more rigorous in how they examine or supervise those communications. And so we looked at that and said, hey, the, the fundamental models of early compliance products, which are really based on capture and then search what you've captured later are not going to scale in a world where it's literally finding dozens of needles inside thousands of haystacks of needles. Uh, so we looked at that and said, hey, this is fundamentally an area where machine learning and artificial intelligence can really help compliance professionals gain more insights. 
So what we do at Theta Lake is, is in addition to providing a platform and a workspace where you can do the capture and you have a supervision workspace is we use machine learning and natural language processing to better detect risks inside of audio, video, chat, document content. And then we take those detections and we proactively surface those in an organized way, uh, organized by risk to compliance reviewers in a workspace. That workspace is then powered by AI. So the goal is to find things of interest across that vast quantity of communication they have and then surface it to the reviewer and then allow the reviewer to train the workflow system and the supervision system to suit their needs or their individual firms or businesses needs so that it's easy for them to find the risky needle inside the, the thousands and thousands of needles and then much more quickly act on it and have the system start to be proactive about making suggestions for them. So if you know, nine out of 10 times when I see a particular risk, I always escalate that to a more senior reviewer or I already always submit a case, the system can start to automatically uh, learn that behavior and say, when I see this type of risk, prompt to see if the reviewer wants to submit that for uh, an escalation automatically. And so start to make everything from the finding of the risks easier and quicker to the process of acting on them uh, much more efficient for those teams so that they can scale. Wow. So it sounds like if we wind the clocks back that this wasn't available, you know, 10 years ago, let's say. I mean, collaboration platforms are relatively new, but, you know, what were we doing back then to tick these compliance boxes? And are we... Is AI potentially replacing the compliance professionals? Uh, how's how's that going to evolve as we go forward? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and kind of I'll answer it in multiple parts. I'd say first and foremost, absolutely not. AI doesn't replace humans. I think AI gives humans an opportunity to scale uh, in a in a more consistent way. Uh, as I mentioned before, it, it's not like emails have disappeared, right? You still have emails to review. You still have call recordings that you have to review. You still have a variety of things that you do in documents and print that you actually still have to review. And you may have, you know, two, three, even four collaboration platforms. I believe most of the stats today are, are most businesses have three or more different collaboration systems that may be solely chat-based. They may have chat and video or chat and phone, but the, the common thread is that you use more and more of them. So it's not just like you standardize on one, you're more likely to have two to three uh, in your environment, plus all the other communications. And so with that increasing volume, the, the promise of AI for compliance supervision shouldn't be to replace the humans. It should be to replace the manual tasks because to your earlier question, the model for review in the past was very often heavily biased towards manual interaction, mm -hmm. uh, listening to recordings, reading emails, or in best case, using keyword searches on recorded data uh, in some sense. Maybe it's emails and I'm typing in searches or I have lexicons and vocabulary lists, uh, but still very manual and inefficient and still very inconsistent in terms of the review process itself. What AI should promise to do is help those humans scale in a much more meaningful way by finding points of interest, interesting potential risks or data points that they need to look for in the data and then giving them a common mode and platform whereby they can act on the review process 
but remaining and keeping the, the key thing that humans do best, which is applying human judgment, right? You want compliance professionals who are steeped in the perspective of their firms or their organization's view on what risks are, uh, the ones making the final decision, but you want to give them as much context and information as possible in a more organized way. And that's what AI can really help with instead of replacing a human. So essentially AI is taking care of the administrative task, diving into all the data, making sense of that, and then bringing those insights to the the compliance within the organization. Exactly. And, and I think that's one of the misconceptions of a lot of areas of AI and machine learning is that it replaces humans or it somehow uh, creates risk for humans because it might make mistakes in that environment versus it allows a human to scale much more efficiently, but still gives them the control and the judgment uh, to be applied on those scenarios for their organization. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, uh, Devin, in terms of how do you connect all these worlds together? Because all these systems traditionally have been in silos and, you know, emails in exchange and you know, phone yep. calls in a phone system and call recordings, as you say, in a, in a call recorder. How do you connect all these, these worlds together in the world of collaboration? Yeah, the, the good news is in the modern collaboration environment, and maybe to part of your question earlier, is a, a lot of the capabilities and the baseline uh, functionality in AI and machine learning uh, wasn't as available, right? There weren't as many libraries where you could take underlying uh, key capabilities, such as transcription, uh, and have multiple options for transcription and be able to pull in transcripts and then apply last mile compliance uh, AI on top of that. So adding NLP to add context and intent to it so that you get over uh, accuracy in a transcript and you focus more on, hey, is this relevant or not relevant by using the NLP? In the same way, one of the things that wasn't as available in a world of hardware-based systems, on-premise shrink-wrapped software where you may or may not have SDKs aligned, is in the world of cloud-based communications and in, in a world where more and more infrastructure leverages, whether it's private or public cloud uh, infrastructures, the, the concept of leveraging APIs. Uh, so for us at Theta Lake, we have over I believe it's about 18 integrations right now leveraging APIs uh, with everybody from Zoom and Microsoft Teams to Cisco and LogMeIn as well as folks like Redbox Recorders uh, where we can actually uh, directly integrate with them uh, via a secure connection and then uh, uh, integrate their data into our system and apply machine learning and AI on that at a per customer level so at a per customer tenant well, uh, and that that infrastructure gives you a lot more capability to put everything into perspective and apply a common uh, detection language to that. Yeah, that, that, it, it's superb the way you've done that. And you're taking care of the full UC stack. I mean, you, you mentioned before, voice, video, and messaging. You can interrogate and interpret any of that data. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. And one of the things, you know, we learned early on that, um, you know, we, we knew the system would be capable of, we just didn't realize how front and center it would be is there's a massive amount in our customers of data that's exchanged in those sessions. So the transfer of files and documents inside of a collaboration session is actually fairly significant. And being able to look inside of those documents as part of the communication thread and do things like score a chat uh, based on the risk of the documents that are shared within that chat 
uh, is actually something that is very meaningful in today's environment because that's typically what you do. You may have some bursty, you know, hey, I've got this for you. Take a look. Uh, chats going back and forth. And then what's actually transferred is a large PowerPoint that has very sensitive information in it. And so the chat itself might not seem risky, but based on what they're sharing back and forth, it actually could be quite risky chat. And so that that capability to look inside of all of those things uh, and work with our integration partners to actually provide a compliance mode for that is important. Yeah, it's fascinating how far we've come with platforms like this, being able to interrogate all these different data sources in, in different formats. So it's just amazing, really. In terms of how teams are taking this on, uh, what do you see? Are enterprises adopting your solution? Are small businesses more likely? What's your marketplace look like currently? Yeah, for us, it, it runs the full stack of small business all the way up to large enterprise. I would say the differences between them are typically smaller organizations uh, tend to focus on a platform. Uh, you know, may, maybe two systems, but typically it's one platform. So good example would be something like a Ring Central, where, you know, they have SMS, fax, phone, video, uh, chat, all built into one app, and it's, it's right size for their organization to be very streamlined. Whereas you may see in an enterprise where they're, you know, a large Microsoft customer and they have Microsoft Teams, uh, for the bulk of the organization, they may have WebEx, uh, they may have a pilot of Zoom at the same time or vice versa. Uh, they may be trading positions inside of that customer and they may be looking at something like Slack uh, for different parts of the group. And large enterprises is very common for them to have multiples of those. Uh, in either scenario, having a tightly integrated compliance capability uh, gives them uh, lots of coverage, even for a single app, and they can weave in legacy things like looking at documents or other types of content. Whereas in a multi-collaboration platform environment, it's really important to have a common compliance layer. In particular, if you think about a scenario where you could be in a Teams chat, and from the Teams chat, you could initiate the Zoom app and start a video call and be sharing files across all of those scenarios. And so having a common compliance layer uh, that is specialized to deal with those types of things is really important for, for large enterprise. Yeah, and I imagine it's a centralized web-based portal that you're looking at. Is yep, that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, it gives organizations a lot of flexibility as well. So a centralized tenant for them, uh, dashboards across all, all of the things that they may be doing, but then also the ability to do things like set up different workflows and different routing for different types of content. So for example, if you're a multinational financial services firm, uh, you may be subject to MIFID II and specific GDPR requirements that you're worried about in the UK, and you may be using, say, Zoom in the UK. So maybe you want to have all of that go to a UK-focused detection policy with a specific set of workflow steps for those reviewers. While in the US, you're using Microsoft Teams and maybe you're using WebEx in that environment and you're worried about US regulations such as FINRA requirements or SEC requirements. And so you have a different set of detection policies and a different workflow for content coming from those apps in one place, but it all lives inside of one system. Wow. <laughs> My head's hurting almost just, just <laughs> listening to all that <laughs> in terms of how complex that could be to manage yes, yes. the compliance officer. And the, 
return on investment for them is, is really just taking away all that administrative function, I suppose, and, and almost just, I suppose, taking care of the compliance end to end rather than leaving lots of gaps because I imagine organizations do leave gaps because they just simply don't have the resource to manage uh, yeah. compliance across these systems. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are lots of surveys around the ongoing cost of compliance and the increase in cost of compliance. And you know, the, the reality for a compliance professionals is, is the job is getting harder and harder. Um, regulatory requirements have increased dramatically. Uh, the concept of personal accountability is on full display. There's senior managers regime in the UK. Uh, if you look in the headlines recently in the US, there have been uh, significant fines levied against individual compliance risk officers, not just the firms that they work for. Uh, and that that reality for compliance teams means they have to be, uh, as mentioned earlier, even more diligent than ever before on an increasing amount of contact content and communications across a, a broader set of regulatory requirements. And so it's making the job uh, nearly impossible to do manually, if not completely impossible to do manually, and giving them a way to do that at scale uh, that covers the complexity, that removes the manual burden, and improves their ability to defend uh, their best effort on containing risk is, is really important. Well, Devin, you've got a fantastically specialized solution here uh, for organizations, small and large, in a world where collaboration platforms are, as well as we know, trending uh, and growing in their popularity. So, Devin, what do you think uh, can happen going forward? I think given uh, in the future, given that in 2019 alone, there were over $150 million in fines levied against financial services firms uh, in the U.S. and the U.K. just for communication monitoring failures. So $150 million just in a narrow set of the market for their inability to properly monitor communications uh, is such a huge number and it's growing even more quickly uh, that the... Uh, state of compliance for collaboration has to adapt, uh, has to give compliance professionals and firms the ability to actually deal with those regulatory requirements, to deal with the safety and, and the security, frankly, of the people that are communicating on them. And so given that, it will drive the migration to modern compliance tools that leverage machine learning and AI, because it is the only way to scale to the complexity and the volume of communications and, and do that in a way where compliance teams and risk teams can identify risk uh, inside of those communications, act on it quickly, and protect the participants in that collaborative environment. Devin, thank you very much for uh, coming online today to talk to us about the compliance and how you're using AI to really meet those challenges for organizations. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, I encourage anyone to jump on uh, Theta Lake's website to uh, find out more and contact Devin and his team. But uh, for now, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity.